Pen and a Napkin podcast, the coaching clinic in your pocket. And welcome to this week's edition of Book Club. This week we are going to talk about a book that I found really, really interesting and really, really good. It is called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, and it is written by a gentleman by the name of Patrick Lencioni. I hope I'm getting the enunciation of that correct. Lencioni. Um, very similar to a uh, John Gordon type of work, kind of a fable uh, story that kind of wraps itself around something else but teaches lessons along those lines. And in this book, uh, Mr. Lencioni talks about these five dysfunctions of a team. And, and first of all, he talks about what are five traits that make great teams. And so those five things are, number one, they trust each other. Number two, they engage in unfiltered conflict around ideas. Number three, they commit to decisions and plans of actions. Number four, they hold one another accountable for delivering against those plans, so accountability. And number five, they focus on the achievement of collective results. They focus on the big picture. They focus on the one thing that will unite them together. So the five dysfunctions of a team are, number one, an absence of trust. Number two, a fear of conflict. Number three, a lack of commitment. Number four, an avoidance of accountability. And number five, an inattention to the results, to the end uh, to the end result that we're all looking to acquire. So um, in the book, uh, he goes through kind of some examples of, you know, these five steps and what you need to do. So I'm just going to hit some highlights with this here. I thought it was really, really well done. So we'll start with number one, the number one dysfunction, an absence of trust. Um, how do you overcome an absence of trust? Well, the number one thing you have to do is have shared experiences. There, there's Trust is built over time, and you have to have shared experiences with one another, and you have to really understand each other. You have to understand that everybody has unique attributes to bring to the table. Um, we're all part of this team. We're all unique from one another, but we all have something to bring to the table. As a leader, what are things that you need to do? Uh, you need to demonstrate vulnerability. First, you need to be able to open yourself up. You need to be able to talk about not only your strengths, uh, you need to talk about your weaknesses. You need to talk about your failures. You need to talk about the times where you doubted yourself. You need to show yourself that you are vulnerable uh, because if you don't show any vulnerability, people aren't going to trust you because they think that you're perfect. And that's quite the opposite of what any of us are. Uh, you need to create an environment that... Uh, doesn't punish vulnerability that um, you know allows for people to make mistakes and to be themselves and it must be genuine you you have to be genuine you have to be who you are it can't be staged it can't be something that is just you know not you okay um, the second thing is a dysfunction or dysfunction number two is a fear of conflict which is basically the the time and energy that you, you spend time and energy to avoid conflicts or passionate debates that you need to have that can build up any great team um, you need to acknowledge that conflict is productive I know I had a couple of really great assistant coaches over the years uh, 
Dr. Jerry Gradeville, uh, Jeff Ritz, uh, Sarah Goodwin. Um, and there were times where we had to have uncomfortable conversations and we disagreed. And sometimes I was right and sometimes they were right. And I was mad at them for being right. And I think they were probably mad at me for at certain points for being right. Um, but we needed to have those discussions, those conflicts in order to create production. All right. Um, you, when you do have those disagreements, and it's good to have those disagreements, you have to remind yourselves, especially when you're all done, that, hey, we're all trying to get the same thing. We all want the same goal, the same end result. Uh, we don't, you know, it's good. It's good for us to have those passionate discussions and that it's something that we should not avoid in the future. Um, sometimes within your team, you have to allow conflict to uh, to resolve itself. I remember one time, uh, I had a really talented team. We ended up making the state tournament, but we were late in the season and we had just, we had this really tough schedule. I mean, every night out we were playing a ranked team. It felt like, uh, we were playing one of our rivals and we were down about 10 points at halftime and the players went in the locker room and, we were getting ready to go in after a couple of minutes to talk about what we needed to talk about. And we heard legitimate yelling, like people were angry with one another and it was a real gut decision. Do we let this play out or do we go in and see what's going on? And my gut told me we got to let this kind of roll here a little bit. And we let it roll for 30 seconds ish, 30 to 45 seconds or so. The players sorted some things out. We came in, we kind of went over a couple of adjustments, and then we went back. We played a great second half, and we ended up winning by about five five to seven points after being down 10 at halftime. Um, so that was a situation where we let the conflict resolve itself. We allowed the players uh, to work some things out. We trusted that they were going to work that out, and, and it worked out in our favor. Um, the third dysfunction is a lack of commitment. Uh, meaning that, you know, everybody's got to buy in. Uh, nothing is more difficult for a coach than having players who say that they're committed, that there is this buy-in, and then they don't put in the time, they don't put in the effort to uh, make that talk become the walk. Um, your decisions need to be clear, concise, and timely. And if you ask your team to be committed, I think this is one thing I've, I've picked up on, uh, in my time away from actual coaching and something that I'm going to do if slash when I get back into it, uh, whenever you have a, a team meeting or a meeting of any sort with a player, whether it's an individual meeting or a team meeting, and especially when you're talking about commitment, you're talking about roles, anything like that, have the team or the players uh, or the individual repeat back to you what they believe has happened in this meeting, what has been agreed upon. Um, they have to, if they're going to talk the talk, they have to walk the walk and they have to commit to those things. You have to set deadlines. Okay. What do we need to accomplish by June 30th? What do we need to accomplish by July 30th? Um, clarify your, for your team, um, that, you know, here's what we're looking to do. Here's where we think the direction is we're going to go. And you also have to be open to say, Hey, you know what? This is the direction that we chose to go in. We did our best to try to reach there. And if we didn't reach the goals, the results that we're looking to attain, you have to say, hey, you know what? It you know, it turned out to be the, the wrong route. Uh, 
we thought it was the right route. We did everything that we could. It wasn't necessarily anybody's fault, but you know, we've got to readdress this now. Okay. Um, this function number four, the avoidance of accountability. Um, and this kind of goes back to, uh, number two, uh, allowing the, you know, resolving conflict. Um, you have to hold one another accountable. It is hard for most teenagers to hold other teenagers accountable. If you have uh, a high school team or a group of kids that are willing to hold each other accountable, you have something really, really special. Um, you need to make sure, again, you clarify what is expected of everybody, their roles. Um, I think it's really important that you ask the players to describe what commitment and what accountability is. For example, what would we consider to be a good individual score for our summer workouts? If you we had a rating or a scoring system, if you came to uh, an open gym, it was worth four points. If you won a team competition, it was worth three points. If you won a scoring. Uh, or a shooting competition, it was worth two points. If you won a free throw competition, it was worth one point. And we kept track of that for every day that we were in there in the summer. Uh, one thing I would definitely add to it is weightlifting. Um, you know, you get a point for every day that you're in the weight room or something like that. Well, what is a good score? Is 20 a good score? Is is 40 a good score? Um, where should we be at? Um, and, and then reward, you know, individuals. But also, I think it's really important to reward teams. You know, maybe it's something where you have that same scoring system, but here's a, a, if you have four seniors, let's say, okay, this senior, here's your team for the summer. And whichever team has the best cumulative score, we're going to reward them as well or something like that. And that helps with accountability. That forces that senior to say to that freshman or sophomore, hey, we're eight points down. We got two weeks left. We need to work really hard in open gyms. We need to make sure everybody gets in the weight room. We need to make sure that we're, we're garnering as many points as we can because we want to win. All right. And then the fifth thing is the, uh, the fifth dysfunction is the inattention to results. Um, and this is where players lose track of the team goal or the team loses track of the team goal or you have individuals within the team that lose track of that and they focus on their individual stuff and they're more concerned with their individual stuff. The biggest thing, of course, with this uh, is playing time uh, or I'm not getting to score enough. Um, I was really fortunate one year very early in my career and I'm not going to name which team, I'm not going to name which players were involved, uh, but we were having a good year. I had a great group of kids, uh, but we had uh, one one player that was a little bit more concerned with her individual stuff than she than she was the team stuff. And when we were coming back from a game, and she was upset on on the bus uh, after we had had a nice win that evening, and my players took care of it. Um, that was perhaps the team that had. Uh, in my coaching career in 24 years, that had the most commitment to being a great team. Um, and without that, they would not have achieved the success that they did because they were not an immensely talented team as individuals, but boy, were they willing to give themselves up for the group. All right. Uh, how do you overcome it? Uh, you make your, you know, the results clear, what you're looking for, and you only reward behaviors and actions that contribute to those results. And you make that crystal clear that that's what we're looking for. And these are the behaviors that we are going to reward. So you, you set the tone 
uh, uh, to have the focus be on the results, um, the wins at the, you know, who's ahead at the end of the night. That's number one for us as a basketball team. Uh, if you're a businessman, it's, it's, we're making the sale to the MacGuffin company or whatever it may be. And, and like we said, you reserve those rewards and recognition for those who really make the contributions towards the team goals. Um, and so Patrick Lencioni's, uh, I'm sorry, Lencioni, uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. It's a great read. It's an easy read. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there that you can apply to basketball and to life and to business and everything like that. So uh, coaches, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Book Club. Again, give us a follow on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. Uh, subscribe to our pods uh, either on iTunes or on SoundCloud. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Uh, we've dropped some really, really good stuff the last week or so. I, I honestly think, and maybe I'm a little blinded by my own uh, interest in this, but I just think the pods keep getting better and better and better all the time. So there's some really good stuff out there for you to listen to, coaches. So uh, anything you can do to plug the podcast, to plug the Twitter feed, please do so for us. I really appreciate it. So coaches, this has been the five dysfunctions of a team by Patrick Lencioni on, on this week's edition of book club. I want to wish you good luck and keep working on your craft one day.